de l'oeil. Vous n'avez pas de l'oeil. Je ne sais pas Anger. Et c'est ce que j'ai pensé too. Mais ce n'était pas. Il y avait peur. Et You can't heal under a mask, Angela. Wounds need air. Hello, everyone. You're listening to the TV Zone podcast presents Watchmen. I'm your host, Jay. And the person that's been joining me throughout this whole wild ride, the lovely Zena. Zena, how you doing? Jay, hello. I'm doing well. Thank you again for this. This has been a journey for us. Yes, it has. And like all journeys, they must come to an end. Yes. So here we are talking about episode nine titled See How They Fly. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, for you, um, just your initial thoughts about how they presented us with this finale. Um, okay, I don't really feel like the ending has, uh, it's not a full closure for me. There were some things that really closed off for us, um, but there are still, there's some new questions, uh, that have come to light. And throughout this whole time that we've been talking about this show, I felt like I've been always asking you so many questions, Jay. And we were joking around about this last episode, um, for episode eight i believe when i just kept on talking or asking about well not even episode eight i actually i calmed down on the question so maybe it was like episode seven yeah six seven so um but ever since i watched the movie because i always say this all the time every single episode we've been recording i do not have a watchman background i'm new um So it's like I did not read the comics and previously before watching a couple episodes, I did not watch the movie, but I watched the movie and honestly from reading, you know, enjoying the movie, enjoying the show, it makes me want to read the comics just because I feel like I, I will enjoy it, you know, and then also I'm nosy. So I want to know more things, but, um, yeah, I, I really, I enjoyed this episode. Um, I feel that, uh, as I was saying earlier, that there were some things answered, there was some closure, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, for me, there are a couple of questions, and particularly, I have two major questions, and I figured I'd wait till we get to those certain, you know, scenes to ask you that, ask you your opinion. Okay. All right. Well. As, well, when we get into this, uh, whenever those you just cut me off and say, "Okay, I have my questions," and we can okay, we, we can dive into them. Um, so uh, this episode it kicks off with uh, what's your buddy, uh, good old Adrian Veidt in 1985, <laughs> as he's doing the recording of his message to President Robert Redford in the future, even though it's 1985. And mm-hmm. I, I just, always, I just find it funny, like how he's he's doing it. You know, he has the film crew with him. He's reading off the cue cards, and then somebody, I think somebody either coughed or sneezed or something like that, and he had to stop. <laughs> and then, you know, they had to restart it again. 
and you know he's going through that and then it takes us out of him you know doing that message or whatnot and it kind of takes us around carmack which is still fully operational at this point and everything mm-hmm. um and it puts focus onto this cleaning woman who's going around and she goes into his office or whatnot and i remember the first time i watched this and i'm like what the <laughs> hell is going on here and yeah how she basically now the question is how exactly did she figure out you know that he had this this safe behind his alexander the great picture in his office and everything and she in finding out that the safe is back there but also finding out that what he keeps in there and right <laughs> everything <laughs> And she, you know, because at first it's like, okay, what the hell is that? And everything. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, no, it's not what I think it is. And <laughs> yes, it was. And she gets a freaking syringe type thing going and she shoots herself up with it. And it's like, what the yeah. hell? Like, what the hell is this? So what what'd you think about how they open this episode? Like with you, I, um, well, okay, before jumping to that part, you know, Adrian, he's just insane to me. Um, but you know, so whenever I see him, I'm always expecting something crazy, you know? And so, um, you know, seeing him recording himself, uh, to the future president, it's just like, okay, why am I not surprised? So, and something I thought was pretty cool, um, in his office, you can see some Ozymandias, like little figures in his office. So I thought that was really cool. Um, I don't think I would have uh, noticed it. Like I've had to, uh, I watched the episode um, just earlier uh, today just to get like a refresher and everything. Mm. And um, so I thought that was really cool. But seeing um, this woman pretty much shoot herself up. Well, before we even get to that, it's where he was keeping um, this vial of um semen and it's not just he just has so many and i'm thinking to myself okay i guess he doesn't have anything else to do but do that stuff and store it in places like that you know store it there you know i'm thinking there's going to be something special in there um but we should have known i mean i'm saying it's not special but something money wise there's going to be money you know um but it's you know it's not surprising so but yeah she pretty much this this woman who we find out you know right after this uh who she is but she pretty much impregnates herself um by using like a sample semen and yeah (laughs) (laughs) that that's yeah that's that's what happened yeah and i mean we i mean we find out that she is actually um being you know lady true's mother and Mm -hmm. and everything because the way it goes from that from 1985 then it jumps to 2008 back to Carmack which now it just looked like a place that's in ruin basically mm-hmm. <laughs> and everything which okay see now now this is where I have a question in regards to this because now when he records that message Carmack is fully functioning and everything and and it's like okay so he hasn't sent the giant squid yet he's just recording this so he hasn't Mm -hmm. sent the thing yet 
and this is before um night owl silk spectre and rorschach shows up you know to basically get their ass whooped <laughs> by him because <laughs> that's what happened i mean right you know that's what happened which i always i laugh at it because it's like he's moving in slow motion but they they fighting their hardest in the movie but he's just like y'all are not a worthy adversary which i'll come back to that mm-hmm. later it's just how he just manhandles them and everything and and it's all before you know dr manhattan shows up and you know smashes all the, you know through the place and everything like that so when we get to 2008 i mean we don't see where where Carmack has any remnants of what happened with the fight but you can tell like it's it hasn't been operational in a long time mm-hmm. and it's like well how long has he just been there alone like this? has he been there since 85 like Ah, right, right. I don't know. That question is always kind of. I've always wondered, like, okay, so when when they leave him, you know, after the whole thing about keeping the secret, like, mm-hmm. what, did he just stay there? Did he ever come back to you know regular civilization or anything? What? I always mm-hmm. had that question, but um, but so yeah, we get this woman who you know comes. You know, stomping up and banging on the door. He comes to the door looking pissed and everything. It's like, I, I don't have any time for fans. You know, <laughs> it's like, what the hell? like, what are you like? Who the heck are you supposed to be? Howard Hughes or somebody? Like you, you you're a recluse now. Like, well, what is this? But and then she, because she, you can't understand what's being said because you just hear like the little mumbling other news. Like, right. it's like, like I can't understand the words you said. So she takes it off and we see that it's Lady True. And mm-hmm. that's when the whole reveal of who she is and everything. And also, too, he says that about Tulsa. You can't come inside and use my bathroom. <laughs> like, like, Why is he like this? <laughs> He's ridiculous. But so she, she, so she comes in and that's when we get the whole reveal of who exactly she is and mm-hmm. And everything, and he's like, "That's impossible." He say, "I've never given myself to a woman," so it's like, so basically, you're a virgin. Is that, is that, is that what's going on here? Because he's the way he says it, like, "I've never given myself to a woman." And so how can you be my my child? <laughs> you know, type of thing. And then you know, she, he explains what happened, and the fact that he actually knew who being was, it kind of made me wonder. If they had a more of a relationship than than he was like putting on, as if they didn't, because I mean this is 1985 and all the stuff that was going on at the time. I highly doubt that he remembered exactly who this cleaning woman actually is. Like, I'm pretty sure she wasn't the only cleaning woman or anything, but mm-hmm. it, I don't know. It just it was just kind of interesting in that regard of how how that kind of went about. It is. And then just the fact that she's she's cleaning his office, though. Yeah. You know, like so obviously it's like things are set up that way and she seemed pretty upset, you know, um, about something. So I, I, I agree with you. I think that they had like 
some type of relationship or, or something more. Yeah. And, and what's funny too is that now with Lady True saying, you know, about him being her father, that that's a call back to some episodes back when you know, when the whole conversation that Lady True had with Angela and saying about, you know, Angela figured out that Bien was, you know, her mother um, and everything. It's like, well, I wanted both of my parents to witness this. And, and we we both like, well, who's her father? Right. And everything. Mm-hmm. And just that line in this episode, Ozymandias, Adrian Veidt himself is her father. Because especially, yeah, right. But that's one of the things I like about the show, like how little subtle things from previous episodes got, you know, closure. Even though if it was somewhat of a throwaway type of line, but we got some, we got closure with that just through conversations, really, with certain mm-hmm. characters and and everything. And the fact that she says that she's the smartest woman in the world, because you know he was the smartest man in the world or cinder according to um the comedian because he still felt that the world is going is on the brink of nuclear you know uh disaster with that um and everything but i just thought it was kind of you know just to kind of back and forth between these two um what do you think about these two having a scene together at least in 2008 I thought that was an interesting scene. I, I was laughing too when he didn't want to let her in and stuff. It wasn't until she was saying all these wonderful things about him, you know, like a true narcissist. He, he, he couldn't help himself. You know, she was just saying how he's a genius and all these things. And just like her father, she, like you said, um, clearly she, she did inherit both of his traits as, you know, smarty pants genie, genius as well as his vanity, which I think is, you know, you could, you could see that more and more. Like my first, um, when we first were introduced to True, Lady True, I did not see that. The um, vanity side, you know, and then when things started to come together and, you know, but then even when her was talking about herself and her work and, you know, like, and then this whole episode just oozed it, you know. So um, I thought I liked seeing the two together. And at first, I'm not going to lie, I did feel bad for her after Adrian basically said to her he'll never call her daughter and that he didn't want to claim her, you know, and he did not want to, <laughs> you know, he did not want to give her $42 billion, you know, um, she did all this research and stuff. And I think um, with, with Adrian, obviously he just wasn't a fan and he wanted her to achieve it the way, um, you know, he would, if this was something that he really wanted to do, you know? And even when I feel like when it comes to, you know, Lady True, just like her father, it seems, she's not going to stop. Um, it's like she's not going to stop uh, what she's trying to do. It's like she really wants to, you know, oh, and she also, I'm sorry, she also pretty much reveals um, her plan to pretty much um, capture, you know, Dr. Manhattan and steal his powers with a machine that she's been creating. And it's going to cost $42 billion to create this machine. And uh, because she she felt she felt that he was not um, doing what he was supposed to be doing. She wanted to save the world, stop world hunger. And I have to be honest with you. I I'm, I don't I didn't believe her with that kind of stuff, because if that's the case, ma'am, you have forty two billion dollars. Um, 
I think you can stop. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. I don't know. If, so I don't know. To me, it just seemed like she just wanted to rule. And once again, she'll do anything to do that. And, um, yeah, I, I thought that that was pretty cool. And then, um, what I thought was, um, something else leading up to that, when we learned that Adrian with his, um, when he was trying to initially escape his prison, mm-hmm. you know, on Europa, uh, we talked about this last week, I believe that, um, or previous episode, just that, you know, Dr. Manhattan, he's, he was not on Mars like people thought that he was. Yep. And, um, what's that? No, I say, yep. Yeah, right. And, uh, Lady True, she knew that she had, you know, she has, she had satellites and stuff where she was able to see and detect like, um, his, like a certain temperature that Dr. Manhattan, like she was just so obsessed, okay, with him. So, um, yeah, we find out that, uh, in, well, we find out that Lady True, she always knew that Dr. Manhattan, that he was on, um, Europa, right? So, am I right? Okay, just making sure. And so, um, pretty much in order for Adrian to escape, you know, um, this prison that he's, that he calls now on Europa, even though he was happy at first, um, he has to wait for the arrival of Lady True's, um, satellite, which is sent out, um, I believe they were saying around the time that it was sent out five years earlier because she, she wanted to find out Dr. Manhattan's, but his presence. So, and it wouldn't pass until that particular time. Right. So Adrian put a lot of effort into lining up these dead, like clone bodies (laughs) (laughs) where he wrote, save me daughter. And, um, that was, uh, in a way it's very twisted. But it was kind of sweet because he could have just said, say, be true. Because daughter, that's a long word, you know, to spell out with dead clone bodies. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Like, yeah. wow, that's, that's kind of nice. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it, it, That definitely took time to have to spell that, especially with where he was and, and the time frame that he had, you know, the window that he had to do that in. So, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> Just a, but could you imagine? Because they don't show him doing it, but you just imagine him. He probably fussing to himself, like I'm stuck here and I gotta do this. <laughs> Probe, it better be there. <laughs> what? Yeah, go. and it's like it's just you know the earlier episodes are just you know it's starting to make sense why you know all those dead clone bodies. Well, we we knew this, but the dead clone bodies being flung <laughs> or you know flinging out to the abyss somewhere you know um yeah it was just it was just really cool just cool to see yeah all right um but um it was something else that we find out in regards because like i said their conversation it reveals quite a bit of stuff and the okay so i let me ask you this if you just had a some random person come up to you saying that like yeah you're my you're my mother or you're my parents and everything. And yeah, I want, I want X amount of money to do. Would, would you, would you believe them and would you give it to them? Or would you be like Adrian's like, I'm not giving you nothing. Well, in my case, no, 
you know, I don't have just um, juices lying around for the, for that kind of stuff. But with Adrian, you know, um, he knew what he had in his office, and some people had access to um, what was in his office. So, and maybe maybe people would come up to him, or maybe there were people who would come out there all the time when he was living there. And, you know, wanted to come in, wanted to use use his bathroom. Yeah. So maybe that's why he gave her that whole, you know, speech or whatever. But um, I just think in his case, I think I would believe it. But I would not give them, you know, $42 billion. Yeah. That's insane. But I do think that she, you know, if you, she's truly his daughter. She does need to do it herself. Because that's what he would do. Mm-hmm. And what's what's weird about it too is that now throughout everything that we know of the history between Adrian and Doctor Manhattan, he never wanted to truly kill Manhattan. She wanted to kill him and take his power, mm-hmm. but Adrian never wanted to do that. Because I mean, they they were friends, you know, and everything. It's just they had they they had one of those type of frenemy type relationships, <laughs> you know? Right. Like, yeah, you're gonna help me create this thing, and then I'm gonna scapegoat you and say that yeah, you're the reason that it actually happened, <laughs> basically. <laughs> so. You know, and they just had this type of animosity toward each other. And oh yeah, by the way, I'm gonna um incinerate you um or whatnot, and then you got a piece of shelf back together again. <laughs> right. And then like, but but at the same time, because I see that you're in pain, I'm gonna give you the freedom that you want. So I'm gonna send you to this faraway place where you can be worshipped by these by these clones. That's what he wanted. Yeah, he got what he wanted, and then he's like, "Okay, get me the hell out of here." <laughs> so, um, so yeah, um, after that, uh, it goes back to um, because I forgot to mention at the end of episode eight is when they show that of where um Adrian was. It's like a post credit scene. It's him in his cell. Um, and everything where he gets this cake and in the cake he gets this horseshoe for him to basically mm-hmm. dig his way out you know of there so he can escape so that's what we see him in current day in this episode where you know he's, he still has on his Ozymandias um, costume and everything right. and you know he's celebrating you know another year there or whatnot. And all of a sudden, we start to hear, you know, like this rumbling sound and everything. He's like, what the hell is that? So he, you know, basically like uh, Andy Dufresne and Shawshank Redemption reveals the big hole that he didn't dug and, you know, digs his way out. And and then he goes climbing out of the hole in the, in the, um, outside the manor. And we see this ship that has landed for him and he just casually walk into it. And then out of you know the uh, the minions they come showing up and then out of nowhere the game warden shows up. <laughs> it's like <laughs> like you will return to your cell and he was like nope I don't think I will. <laughs> he just keeps walking <laughs> and the game warden 
you know, takes his rifle and he shoots him. And because we know that Adrian is, is also the fastest man in the world because he can catch a freaking bullet. And what'd you think about them with that call back to him catching a bullet again? Um, with Adrian? Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's kind of like, okay. Before I answer that, though. Okay. Did he set, do you think that, okay, the guy who was trying to stop him. Yes. Did he, Adrian knew about him. Did he, like, kind of, like, plant the guy there? Well, he's the original Mr. Phillips. Right, but did he? That's what I mean. So did was it kind of like a? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I wasn't too sure. Because at first, you know, you really think that they're really together, not together, but they're really going up against each other. Yeah, because he's supposed to be his adversary. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. But. But as far as him, you know, catching the book, because I say he's an older man at this point. Mm -hmm. The fact that he's still that fast to be able to catch a bullet. (laughs) Because, I mean, you know, in in 85, you know, Lori, she didn't have no problem. You know, Rorschach and Night Owl, they trying to fight him head up and everything and getting behind whooped. Lori, she just grabs the gun and say, screw that, and shoots him. But he catches the bullet, you know, (laughs) and rolls down the steps, you know, and everything. And then the same thing happens here, where the game wouldn't you know, shoots him, and he flies back, and he caught the bullet again. But like I say, he's an old man here, so... But he it, can it, handle it. He can, but it, it kind of goes back to the whole thing of even with, uh, to like, to go to Will for a second, you know, when Angela had him, you know, in her, in her lair, or whatnot, mm-hmm. and he puts his hand in that boiling hot water. Like, he has... Right you know, this superhuman strength. Like, they're not... Because these people are... The, the only person that actually was a true, through-and-through, through, like, superhero was Dr. Manhattan. Everyone else, mm-hmm. they, they have trauma, but they didn't have, like, no insinuating... They're basically Bruce Wayne's. They're, right. they're, they're not, you know, Superman or Thor, you know, people like that. They don't have super mm-hmm. power, but they have, like, super strength right right right. which is kind of crazy so and that's what i'm kind of going with this like even with them getting older because even the comedian he was like i think he was supposed to be in his late 60s and 85 i believe Mm -hmm. and he was still doing stuff as the comedian and that's but that's what i mean i feel like with with adrian what i mean like how he can handle it it's just kind of like i think that's kind of what keeps him on his toes I mean, he's been flying into space, you know, having his clones do that for him, you know, so he can line up dead bodies. And he desperately wants to get off, you know, um, get off the planet or the moon, you know. So it's kind of like, I guess he's just willing to do whatever it takes. I mean, I, I really didn't feel too, like, I didn't think too much about it when that happened to him. Just because knowing his personality and knowing that he really wants to escape. Yeah. But but then, too, it, it kind of makes you wonder, well, like what you said, too, like, did he, he kind of set this whole thing up from the beginning. Right. To, to have, 
you know, the game warden, because the first, the original Phillips and Crookshanks, that's his mm-hmm. Adam and Eve. And then mm-hmm. everything else kind of revolved around them. And also, too, was that uh, maid, the one that puts his crown on his head, was she the original Miss Crookshanks, I wonder? That's what I thought. So, That's what I thought, you know, so. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, even though he killed all of these, you know, minions, but he never killed her because she's mm-hmm. the original. It's like he planned, maybe he planned everything out with the two of them. And then everything revolved around them like that. Yeah, I think so. Because I do remember, even with you bringing up the, the horseshoe earlier, I do remember that part. And I remember that cake. And that cake looked so terrible, you know? Yeah. So it's just, <laughs> you remember? <laughs> <laughs> well, I always wondered, was that really a cake or, or was that something else? But... Right. That was probably something else. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> and then also a quick question I meant to ask this because uh, you, you kind of um, reminded me that uh, of this with the comedian so with being um, you know Lady True's mother the real one mm-hmm. um, I remember uh, you know being saying, talking about her dreams mm-hmm. and how um, with fire and burning down her village and stuff so wasn't that something that um, the comedian would do along with some other people? They would um, burn down in, villages and in Vietnam. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. I wasn't too sure. That's that's uh, something that because here's, because here's the thing too. Now in the movie, it's not said, but I do believe in the book it's said because it's been a minute since I read the book, but. That woman that he he shoots and kills in Vietnam, the comedian does, who was pregnant with his child. The child didn't die. <gasps> what? Yeah. yeah, the child doesn't die. Okay. See? Yeah. Look at the, these all these things. Just setting it up for series after series. <laughs> so so yeah, so Lori has a brother or sister out there somewhere. Mm. And just who that, who that might be, we just don't know. Okay. So, so yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So Adrian, you know, he gets inside of the ship and everything, and we get another we get another uh, question answered. Well, actually, we get two questions answered. One. That freaking statue that mm-hmm. was Lady Trues of him, where Lori's like, well, why does he look so old? Oh, <laughs> it, yeah. it was actually him. That was right? him there. That's crazy. <laughs> and also, too, hmm, that meteor that landed out there in that field. That had to be oh, him. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> See, back. look at that. <laughs> wow. So, well, you know, like I say, the stuff, the little nuggets that they set up earlier in the series. Like how it all comes back at the end, really. Mm-hmm. So I always thought, like I, said, I always thought that was funny. But I just go back to Lori, like, why does he look so old? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's him, actually. That's why. Because he is old mm-hmm. and everything. Um. So after that, um, basically, 
we find out, you know, Lady True's plan, like like we were discussing, where she wants to get Doctor Manhattan's, um, you know, his power, right? And so she can cure world hunger and have world peace. <laughs> it's like, well, if you're the smartest woman in the world, why do you? Why exactly do you need to have his power? Why can't you come right. up with the ways, like you were saying? Why can't you just come up with ways to? to stop all of this i mean as as crazy as as it sounded for adrian to create this whole giant squid thing and drop it on new york it was an idea that stopped nuclear holocaust from happening you know Mm -hmm. you know what i mean as crazy as it was but he didn't need to he didn't need to become dr manhattan to to achieve his goal he just needed his help unbeknownst to him that this is what he was going to do and everything but with her she just has to have his power it goes back to what you said too it's like i think she just wanted the power so she could rule and we could all bow at her little feet right <laughs> as he said so you know he comes back um and everything but what's crazy too is that lady true isn't the only one who wants mm-hmm. to get manhattan's um power Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh gosh yes your guy good old smooth talking joe king jr you Senator know something you are always saying that he's my guy he just irritates me <laughs> well because it's funny when you said like the first time when you saw him it's like oh i don't like him <laughs> there was just something about him you know and now we all know why so so we find out that Lori, you know, she wasn't dead, of course, uh, and everything when she fell through the that horrible trap door <laughs> that she shouldn't have Gosh. fell through, <laughs> and everything. Mm-hmm. And you know, Joe King, you know, takes her to the to their lair where they have this machine built that they're going to use to trap um man. Because it's funny, like with what we're seeing here with them there is happening all at the same time of what happens at the end of episode eight with um john and angela you know fighting off all the seven cavalry at their house mm-hmm. so happening we find out it's happening all at the same time so we're just experiencing it from their end where you know joe keen is getting notified like what's going on and he's like well just take the shot already you know <laughs> and everything like gee what are you calling me for just take the damn shot and so that's where they end up teleporting him there and you know Lori you know she sees John for the first time in what 30 years basically yeah Um. so it, it goes back to like what you said because I, I think we did talk about it a little bit in episode 8 and the reason why it was kind of weird that Lori had this weird fascination and attraction with Cal is because yes. <laughs> I guess like, I do some, it subconsciously she she, you know, was drawn to the Manhattan underneath mm-hmm. and everything. So, um, so yeah, um, when that all goes down and whatnot, and you know they're looking in amazement that you know Doctor Manhattan is there in all his blue glory, basically. Um, we uh we find out that um good old Wade Tillman, Looking Glass, or as Lori like to call him, Mirror Guy, you know. <laughs> He's not dead because he did like what we said. He took one of their masks and he infiltrated. And he tells her, like, like, don't look at me. Um, 
I'm gonna get. I'm gonna find a way to get us out of here and everything. Right. And she still calls him Mirror Guy. It's like it's Looking Glass. <laughs> I mean, Mirror Guy has a little ring to it, you know. Yeah, but it, look, he he his name was Looking Glass. So call call put some respect <laughs> on that man's name. She yeah. does need at this point, you know. He's trying to help her. So. And and everything, but just what did you think about like those little reveals and like how that kind of went down? Well, I'm not surprised with Senator Keen, you know, from the start. Um, but even seeing him um, with some of the white supremacists from the seventh, like Calvary, it's like they're sitting. Have you noticed like when he was talking and he's wearing those weird underwear? Um, was it? Uh, Doctor Manhattan wears a similar pair. Did she? Did he just take his old pair? You think? No, I think he bought it. I think he bought his own pair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, have you noticed when he was uh, Doctor Doctor Senator Keen when he was talking to the Seventh Cavalry that it was kind of like they they were like listening to him as if they were in church, you know? Yeah. And he was like on stage, and then they're sitting down. And I don't know. It's just whatever. Anyway, um, turns out, you know, with that, that wasn't surprising to me, even seeing um, just him just really, I felt like he was just showing his true colors and everything like that. And I love the fact, and this sounds so messed up, but I love the fact that they've been, you know, manipulated by Lady True the whole time, and they didn't even know. And... (laughs) Obviously, good old Angela, she tries to come in and warn them, but they don't believe her, you know, especially Senator Keene. He already have on the underwear. He's already, you know, ready to to uh, jump into that to that machine. Um, oh, because, <laughs> because, you know, they've been stealing from uh, Lady True, well, from her company, batteries mm-hmm. to power up. Um, th- that particular machine. Do you know what that machine was called? I know with um, Lady True's machine was that one. Hers was called like the Millennial Millennium Clock. Yeah, uh, and I, I forgot. They did say it, but I can't remember what it was. They did say it, and I, I, I don't remember. But yeah, just seeing that, and but yeah, just knowing, you know, this is, sounds like I have no heart, but knowing that, you know, Senator Keene, um, he has a not so happy ending. And, you know, the, you know, it will follow with the rest of the seventh cavalry. You know, it just kind of, um, it, it makes me happy. I was very happy after, after seeing that. Just like, yes. And then just the way when they, he went into the machine and then they opened up those doors and it was just nothing but like a puddle. Was it blood? Was it, what kind of liquid was that? I don't know. But it's like, well, there you go. That was, that was him. That was him in all his glory. Because <laughs> they got, because basically what happened was when they flipped the switch, well, well, first of all, it's funny, like, uh, no one wants to believe the black woman. Right. But when they flipped the switch, unbeknownst to them, they thinking they're still in that uh, abandoned J.C. Penney's when actually they got transported to Lady True's uh, building. Right. That's what they got transported to, yep. and, and everything. And in the process of the transportation, that's when Joe King got turned into freaking sludge, basically. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny how, late, and you know, even though Lady True is a villain, but I really enjoyed her in this scene because she was like, 
And where's Senator King? Like, is he in there? <laughs> like, well, That's let's where he just was. let's just let's just have him come on out, because <laughs> she already knew what happened. And so she opened it, and he just come pooling out of there. Really, it's like, jeez. Like, well, yeah, you 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 wanted to be another color, so instead of being blue, and- you end up red. And I love how she was just, you know, like, I, I agree with you. I love, like, her whole attitude, Lady True, towards, um, towards everyone. And especially wanted, you know, with, uh, Joan, Joan Crawford. Like, how she was just like, oh, well, why don't you just hurry up already? We don't want to, <laughs> she didn't want to hear, like, I'm sorry, Jane. We, we don't want to hear, yeah, just, right. just bitter. Just, just all bitter. We don't want to hear this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be racist and defiant to the bitter end. Yeah, I don't want to hear. The very end, and it's just like, I mean, that brought me joy. It's like I was rooting for, for True, you know, over them. But yeah, I'm sorry, I said Joan, Jane. So, um, but I do have a question though. Um, did they get transported to True Lady True's um facility or property, or was it more in um? town like in in the middle of the town like their downtown area because i remember angela running to the theater no it was it was at the downtown area okay uh, all I, right i think it was one of i think it was the uh the, the what you call it the museum um you know of historic you know what right i think that's where they got transported to okay you know um but yeah, like I said, so Lady True, she basically comes in and she's like, oh, so you think you're the villains? I'm actually the real villain here. You know, I'm mm-hmm. going to supersede you, you know, you, you, you idiots, basically. <laughs> like, yep. like, they got what they really, deserve. Yeah, they really did. It was, like I said, good old James still being racist to the bitter end. <laughs> James. Uh, uh, she was the worst. She um, was. <laughs> But um, what do you think about the fact that throughout the whole process of everything, once uh, Manhattan gets transported into that cage, that he's just quiet, like the majority of that time, he he doesn't say anything. I think because he knew what was happening, you know, um, what was happening and what was going to happen, and uh, he said this many times before that um you know he can't change certain things so because of that you just kind of have to let it play out you know and plus i've always also assumed with that machine you know that's a 42 billion (laughs) dollar trap that they have so i don't think that he's going anywhere yeah but i don't know it just it's it was just kind of weird in a way of how like he's just there and mm-hmm. but but the the biggest thing though is that when you know when Lady True opens the chamber door thing and Joe King just comes pooling out of there and you know just starts spilling all over everywhere and right. how it it touches Lori's feet and it goes inside of the cage and he touches it mm-hmm. and. It, it goes back to that conversation that Lori, not Lori, but uh, him and Angela had about transferring his power, mm-hmm. you know, to other people and type right. of thing. 
And I feel like he used that to some degree to be able to do certain things. Mm -hmm. I I don't know if you, you got that feeling or not. Well, yes. And that was actually one of my big questions. So I guess the first one, and this is kind of jumping ahead, though, you know, will Angela be the new Dr. Manhattan just because of the egg? Well, I think that's something different. So, well, I assume that with that, you know, with him doing that with the liquid on the ground, he was transporting them to a different Well, that he transported them to a different location, even though they're not. Right. They're not going to be able to um, save him. I'm sorry. I keep on saying them. So he trans um, he teleports uh, Adrian, Looking Glass and Lori to Adrian's like his back to his Arctic type of secret place, you know. Um, So I just assumed that he was trying to get get them to stop Lady True. They, They can't stop her for from taking his power but mm. they can stop her from getting the actual power you know like she's going to take his power but you know she's not going to get it and i think another big question is since lady true did not receive the power and um she's ultimately you know killed by you know a shower of frozen squid or whatever that is um because of that the, the the squid did kill her. The um, the oh the rock. What were those? <laughs> yeah. No, the uh, what you call it? The uh, machine when it fell, because it collapsed and it fell off. <laughs> it right, right. But, I mean, it it ruined her machine and it went through her hand and you know yeah. and that was gross. But yeah. with that, it's just kind of like since you know Lady True, she did not receive the power, and um the machine took his power. Where did the machine, like, where did his powers go? Uh, okay. So, that is something that I've been in regards to him, too, because it goes back to the last time he experienced fear. 1959. When he goes inside of the, uh, the chamber and he's incinerated. Where did he go? Because mm-hmm. wherever he went, he was able to slowly piece himself back together. Right. In, in the form of Dr. Manhattan. And so. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, and that's the thing, too. Like, even jumping ahead. I don't feel like he's gone. I don't feel oh. like he's dead. You know, energy cannot be destroyed. Clearly, we saw that from the movie. Mm-hmm. So. Well, that we, see, we see it happen twice to him in the movie. Right. So it's just like because of that, where is he? I mean, he was just basically haunting his job, you know, so it's like, so it's like, where is he? Where did he go? Where does the energy go? Um, You know, how how is he able to put him? He put himself back together, you know, um, so I know he could do it again. Mm-hmm. And like he said, like he told Adrian, he's like, the first trick that I learned was putting myself back together. Mm-hmm. So I can be incinerated as many times as someone wants to. I can always come back. Right. So, yeah, that, but that's that's my that was that was kind of my question too. After watching the show the first time, and even the second time watching it, like, yeah, where exactly does he go? Like, 
And then, I mean, because I guess that's why he has that whole thing about there is no God and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. for him, when he was incinerated, I guess he didn't go to heaven or anything like that. But he went somewhere. Right. <laughs> and he came back from wherever that somewhere is. So, I don't know. But, but as far as with Angela and his power and uh, that, like I say, that ending, they, Damon Lindelof knew what he was doing with that. He he mm-hmm. knew what he was doing, and I actually read this article yesterday where he came out and said, "Like I'm very appreciative for all the all the nominations that the show is getting." He said, "But he keeps saying I will not come back for a season two, which makes me believe that we will get a season two. It just he won't be involved with it." I agree. I was actually going to bring that up as well. I, I feel like there will be a season two. There has to be. And yeah, then, it has to be. You know, uh, obviously because of the way the show ended, how people have been responding to the show. You know, um, I'm sure even with the network, with HBO, they want one. So, I mean, I don't know if he'll come back for season two, but I do feel like he'll be back. Yeah. If that makes sense. So, yeah. you know, it could be for season three if there is a season three or it could be for another spinoff movie or something, you know? Well, I mean, because and just talking about Dr. Manhattan, when when the show was first promoted and everything, there was no nothing about, you know, Dr. Manhattan even going to be a part of the show until there was like there was one TV spot where they show and it was like a quick glimpse of him and everything and and that scene never even was in the show actually because he was sitting at a table in his suit and you saw his face mm-hmm. but it wasn't um it wasn't um the actor that plays cal it wasn't him as manhattan and I, I, of course they did that because if they would have had him actually in there it would have been like you know revealing like one of the biggest secrets of the show Right, but but yeah, it, and then of course, as the series started going, and then they show that uh, that other spot from episode eight where he you know shows up and he walks there on the street and then he leans down and pick up the Manhattan mask. It's like okay, so Manhattan will be a part of the show, but when and where will he be a part of the show? But right. they kind of they kind of kept that under wraps for a while, even when the show was actually on and everything, mm-hmm. but. I mean, there has to be a season two. They, let, you you don't just give somebody, give people this goodness and be like, ah, that's it. Uh, you, you're not getting anything else from it. You know. <laughs> right. And, and then the show gets nominated for 26 Emmys and everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, yeah, it has to come back. I'm pretty sure maybe his writing partners or whoever, maybe they'll continue on with the show. It don't necessarily have to be him. Right. Which I'm sure they'll be able to pick his brain on a couple of things. And, you know, I I just I just don't believe that he's done with it at all. I don't think because I remember I remember at one point, I mean, there was like no talk at all about a season two. So especially now, since more people are watching the show, Mm -hmm. I just think that, of course, there will be one. But I know that um, I like I just keep saying, I just know that there's there's no way they're going to just leave us hanging. Because, I mean, it, it. A lot of people watched it when it aired last October. 
and everything when it when it first aired. A lot of people watched it, right? But after everything that happened with COVID and also with you know the protests and everything in recent months, and with how they were putting out a lot of you know black you know themed and led TV series like re-airing them and stuff like that. Watchmen was one of those series, and a lot of people who didn't see it the first time they caught it the second time and because like how there are certain things in the show that kind of crosses over with what's going on in real life like with the whole police and you know and stuff like that how mm-hmm. it kind of hits home in certain ways it drew more attention to it and and a lot of people like yeah we want more of this we want more of this so right they can't they can't just leave <laughs> leave us with, with they won't no they won't I mean, it probably won't be until like 2022 or something like that. If they, you know, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they they can't leave it like like that. But honestly, but, um, I take it. I take 2022. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think a lot of things is going to get pushed back. Because a lot of stuff that was supposed to happen this year has gotten pushed back to 2020, to next year, 2021. Right. So, yeah, it could be 2022. Or maybe the end of 2021. You never know. Mm-hmm. So we just have to wait and see, I guess. Oh, <laughs> uh, kind of like with him, you know, he he went missing for some time and then he then he popped back up. So right. Maybe that's how the show will do. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, so after uh, like you were saying, you know, uh, Lady True, she kills all the seven cavalry and she sends Adrian Lori. And well, Manhattan sends uh, Adrian, Lori, and uh, Wade to Carmack or whatnot, but he doesn't send Angela. And that scene with them, just like him going through that pain because you know she mm-hmm. turned on the machine to destroy him, and Angela is there with him. And when she says that, like, why didn't you send me away? Yeah. And how he how he says I didn't want to be alone. Ah. I mean, it, it, it's, it is heartbreaking, really. It is. Like, I just love their little love story. It's it's so enticing. But, you know, it's very sad, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, but I, I don't think that they're done. It can't be. And, no. and, and plus, too, I still have this that theory about Topher. Mm-hmm. Which I, I was going to bring that up, too. Yeah, yeah. When we, when we get to that. Good old so, Topher. Yeah, so he he's a he's a a mask in the making. Mm-hmm. He's going through a lot of trauma, <clears throat> um, whatnot. So um, let's see what else here. So yeah, so we get to where Adrian is in his lair, you know, old Carmack, and <laughs> and the whole reunion between <laughs> him and Laurie was priceless because she was like. Am I dead? She's like, no, you're not dead. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh god, you and that voice. Well, that's how you sound. He does. <laughs> he sounds just like that. <laughs> like, but but okay, no, okay. So be, be, even before that, because we we kind of skipped over, you know, with him, you know, getting uh, dethawed basically, and you know, getting taken out of his Ozymandias, uh clothes and. And put on a little suit and everything because he's with his daughter and B.N. or whatnot. And it's funny too because when B.N. when when 
Lady Street tells her, like, Ashley tells her, like, yeah, you're actually my mother. And then, because she knew that when, when he saw her, he was going to say something, which right. he did. <laughs> so, but then when they go to the, um, the newspaper stand, and when the, uh, the guy from the newspaper see him, and they say, hey, you know who you look like? You look like Adrian Veidt. It's like, I do? Like, yeah. He's like, you can do, he's like, well, you, like, you can, you can do parties and stuff like that, at least. Oh, and that, and he, he told him, you know what I think happened to him? He said, he just walked off into the jungle and was never seen again. <laughs> and then Adrian tells him exactly where he's been, and he just kind of looks at him. But the funniest thing from that is when he looks at that newspaper, he's like, Robert Redford is still the president? <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, this wasn't, it, it basically, he's looking like, this was not part of the plan. Like, what the right. hell happened? So it makes you wonder, did Lady True have something, with, have something to do with Robert Redford still being the president? I think he did. Well, I think yeah. she did. Um, it just seemed like she's been planning, like, just like her dad, you know, trying to plan everything perfectly. Mm-hmm. Because, like I say, Nixon was president up until 85. Whereas, so like I say, after him, it has to be Reagan. And then after him, it's Robert Redford, not mm -hmm. Bill Clinton. So he would be president from 93. So, I mean, four years. So 93 to 97, from 97 2001 and then you get well 2000 actually because it's kind of weird how they do it with presidents but anyway mm -hmm. 2000 so that's eight years yeah then 2000 2004 okay that's his that's three terms right there so yeah he sh so if he's been president because he's he's still the president in 2008 mm-hmm so, with him still being the president in 2019, you don't get George Bush, you don't get Barack Obama. <laughs> no. You don't get Sadly, anything. no. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I would rather have him than what we got right now. But anyway, we're not gonna, <laughs> we're not gonna go down that road. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, the whole, what'd you think about the whole reunion of sorts between Lori and Adrian? I thought that was a little cute, cute reunion between the two. Um, what I thought was pretty cool with um, Looking Glass or Wade with yeah. Adrian, you know, you can see like Adrian, like <laughs> Adrian really didn't know what was going on. He's just looking around and he's, you know, or whatever. And um, not with uh, with Wade, not knowing how he feels with Wade, the way Wade was looking at him. You can just feel the heat from his look, you know, yeah. he pretty much changed his his whole life. So. So that was pretty interesting. I, I mean, I wanted to see more of that, but I, you know, I realized that there, you know, there wasn't enough time for them to do that. Yeah, that's true. And the fact that, see, because what's funny about it, because, you know, Lori knows who, who Adrian is, of course, but Wade does not know who Lori is really. Mm -hmm. So, when she was saying all that about 85, he was like, so what, you knew about this too? Say, what, did they show everybody this video? Because, you know, he just, he just, his mind is freaking blown at this point. But right. he doesn't know that she's Silk Spectre number two 
and then she was a mass before she became an FBI agent. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, he he's like, what the hell is going on? And Adrian's like, okay, well, I got to do this and do that, you know. And then they find out like he's the one, he's the reason for why the little squid like showers have been happening like right. periodically and everything. And yeah, that's when he concocted the whole like dropping them from the skies like they're gonna be missiles or whatnot. Mm-hmm. That was a great scene too, with with how that went down and everything, but. The biggest thing in regards to them there in Carmack. Now, after Adrian saves the world for the second time, as he said, um, and the fact that they were still going to, well, Lori was still going to arrest him for what happened in 1985. And he says, now you've kept this secret for all these years. And now all of a sudden now you, you're going to come at me about this because actually she is technically an accessory to it because she mm-hmm. knew about it and she said nothing um so with that uh, there has to be a season two with him because yeah they well wade ends up knocking him out with a freaking wrench and everything and they basically going to be taking him in to custody so like what do you think about the fact that she <laughs> decides to arrest him and like he potentially gonna be in jail now for on Earth, even though he's been in jail for the last ten years, basically. I feel like he deserves it at this point. It's crazy that they still wanna, you know, send him to jail and everything. But um, this kind of leads to my other big question. You know, season two possibly will it be Adrian in jail, but will Night Owl be in jail with him? There you go. Because I see. I'm glad you brought that up because. How the hell does he have the original Archie ship in Carmack? Right. Because it's like, okay. Because I'm like, well, because going by the movie and the comic, Rorschach and Night Owl goes to Carmack in Night Owl, in uh, Archie. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure when they left, they left in Archie. So how the hell does Adrian have the original Archie? Because Night Owl has to be, I feel like more than any other character, Night Owl has loomed over this series. Because his technology is all over the place. The right. goggles, the ship, mm-hmm. just certain things, it looms over the show. So, and where, is, like you said, because where is it? Could he possibly be in the same prison? Dark, probably a dark site is probably where they got him. And that's probably where he would send Adrian to the same dark site. See, now we're coming Questions. up with ideas for yep. We're coming up with ideas for season two. This so, needs to happen. So, okay, so Damon Lindelof, you don't want to do season two. So, me and Zena, we'll That's love right. to take, we'll I take think, it. I think we could do it. I think so, too. So, yeah. Because it, it, it just, the, towards the end of the show, it, and it adds, it leaves you with more questions than, than answers. It's it's like it's setting up for a continuation, mm-hmm. you know. Not like how the movie does. The movie ends on a, you know, a ending, basically. Right. But, but the show it. No, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say that the show doesn't leave us with a like with a a final ending. It leaves you like okay, there's more to come. Right. 
I was going to say, you know, since there is, you know, more to come and stuff like that uh, with this, there's a couple of questions, you know, um, they're not as big as, as the two that I um, asked you before, but, you know, you touched on with Dr. Manhattan saying to Angela that he didn't want to be alone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, before that, um, it's like we've learned throughout Well, I've learned um, from the last episodes, last couple of episodes with Dr. Manhattan. He can be other places, um, other times and having like a conversation as if it's happening. There was um, around this scene. He was um, back at the television studio when he was given an interview in the movie. Um, and there was one other place. Well, there was two other places, but the one that stood out for me, um, even just, you know, bringing it up right now, um, when he was telling Angela, um, don't touch the light. So what is that? What is happening? Was that something? Because as even I was asking earlier, you know, will Angela be the new Dr. Manhattan? You know, is, is that like a rule? Is that a set? What, what's happening with that? You know, and um, a part that I thought was really sad. It was kind of like she was like reliving her childhood, literally, um, when she gets blown backwards. And that's pretty much yeah. what happened when she was a kid. And it's just like you can see, like, obviously, this is like, you know, the love of her life, her boo, you know, um, yeah. stuff, you know, something already happened to her parents. And there was nothing she could do about it. Um, this time around, you know, as much as she tried, you know, previous episodes, you know, went out there, guns blazing. There's nothing she could have done about it. So, you know, it was a very sad moment of her reliving literally um, something that happened from her childhood, you know. Um, so I, I thought that that was a very strong theme. And then, you know, even the scene when she goes to the theater to um well she runs to the theater um just before that i kind of wonder what happened to bn she kind of like hit in that same in that machine um wasn't that the same machine that um uh no 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 she she was in the she was in the phone booth right okay okay so with that like she hit in the phone booth so i've always i think that you know season two you know i i'd like to see bn again you know, I'm surprised that she didn't run with her, but, you know, they don't really have a connection between the two. It's like the end, she kind of knew how her daughter, Lady True, she was obviously very wise and, you know, even trying to warn her, you know, to, you know, get out of there and stuff. And, you know, so along with her friends and, you know, I'm not going to lie. I did laugh, too, when I saw um, Red Scare. Oh, his name and yeah, I don't, yeah. All right, uh, it's like uh, once again you guys do not have a storyline and you know they're just there and stuff and it's just like because I have like right by my notes why right by my <laughs> because I don't I don't know you know why they were there and stuff I, I know why they were there but what's the point of them in life you know yeah, so like, yeah. no I was just going to end off this but yeah that was a that was uh, some powerful scenes, but then even seeing Angela run, you know, uh, with this, like, the metal suitcase above her. And, you know, she's going to the theater, and even that conversation she has with her grandfather, with Will, um, yeah. they had a connection. They, they talked about, you know, loss and emotion and, 
and you know, just how it takes time and grieves it, you know, grieving take time, takes time. And, you know, it was a very nice moment. Like I see a relationship between the two. Mm-hmm. Buddy. Most definitely. Most definitely. Cause I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because once again, I feel like some of the best scenes of the series are just the conversations between Regina King and Lou Gossett Jr. Yes. And just how the end, I feel like too, it's funny that the show comes full circle Mm -hmm. where the first episode, first scene of the show is in a movie theater with chaos going on outside. The last episode towards the end it chaos going on outside and Mm -hmm. and it feels like too of how basically this is like a bridging of the of that gap of trauma with this family because it starts with him as a little kid Mm -hmm. and it continues with his son who was traumatized by him and it warns him off from wanting to have anything to do with mass mm-hmm. or anything superheroes period but his daughter angela sees him and her mother killed and everything which causes that trauma for her and then she gets more trauma with the whole white knight thing which Topher and his sisters are witness to that and but it i don't think it'll be the same for them now with Topher and his sister, especially Topher, because he's the oldest one. Right. So he remember he remembers it a lot better than his sisters do. So that trauma won't fester in him the same way it did with Will and the same way it did with Angela. Mm-hmm. Because now you have that family structure, basically, that's going to kind of be there for where they didn't have it because you know we talked about with will okay there's a long gap from when he's walking from you know the tulsa massacre with the baby in his arms with future song playing right <laughs> to, to where he's a grown man in new york city becoming a police officer there's a mm-hmm. there's a big gap there so we don't know who raised him and everything, but he's held on to this anger for all those years. Same right. thing with Angela. She She's about to get saved by her grandmother, you know, from this evil, you know, bitter woman who's running this orphanage and everything, but grandmother dies in the street from a heart attack. Mm-hmm. But who raised Angela? Did she, did, did, did she go find that lady cop who told her to come find her? Right. We don't know. We don't mm-hmm. know. But Angela has that anger in her the same way. We, but we know who's raising Topher and his sisters. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I feel like that scene was speaking a lot of volumes and just bridging that a hundred year family tragedy gap was in that one scene. Right. In a way. And then even, um, you know, with Topher, you know, when he uh, realizes his mom, Angela, that she's sister night, you know, um, I thought that was pretty cool because that it's like you said this before, you know, that Topher, he's like the next generation. 
you know, and um, because obviously in their family history, going back to even Will, you know, um, when he was a kid, young Will, he would wear his father's uniform. And then Will's son, he would watch him like, like paint his face, you know, as the hooded justice. And then even with Angela, she would watch her dad, you know, in his uniform. Yep. You know, so it's just like a, it is, it, it's a cycle. But it, it seems like that tragic cycle mm-hmm. has been broken. Right. And that's, that's what I'm, I, I mean, I, that's what I've all I've wanted, especially for Angela, you know, like, please somebody help her. Like at this point, you know, just give her a break. And I feel like something that was answered in this series, especially in this episode, why there were so many egg references throughout the entire series, you know? Well, like uh, Manhattan said, which came first, the chicken or the egg. Right. (laughs) So to me, that's like a riddle that only he really knows mm-hmm. in a way and uh, before we wrap this up the last thing that I wanted to say was about you know in, the, in episode 8 when he says that when he tells Angela no when she's like why are you on the pool he said you have to see me on the pool mm-hmm. why does she have why does she have to see him on the pool right see so it's just like it's just it's it's just working out. Like, I really feel that this show, like, seriously, I've, I've told you this before. This is one of, like, the best shows that I have ever watched. Um, from the writing to, like, the way everything connects um, to the actors. Like, everyone was dedicated to their role. Like, and it's believable, you know. And I know that just sounds like, oh, well, you're an actor. So it's like they kind of have to do a job but or have to do a job. But you know how it is sometimes you see yeah. someone in a role and it's just not believable. You know, like you even were just talking about um, Angela and Will, just like how you like to hear them or see them like having like a conversation, you know, just because the acting and then there's what they're saying. It's never straightforward. It's always something deeper, you know, and I, 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 I don't remember if this was in the movie. I, I think it was. And then I remember I was reading, um, yesterday or no this morning about just an about the episode and you know there was a particular time where dr manhattan he told adrian once nothing ends nothing ever ends so i feel like you know even stuff like that and then even down to like the soundtrack you know the soundtrack of the show it just it there it has a purpose you know like the final song that they play you know um, I'm the walrus, you know, by the Beatles. There's a line that says, I am the Eggman. So seriously, like the, the showrunners, like they did an amazing job with this. And it's like a part of me really wants, um, you know, just for the same writer to come back. You know, um, Damon uh, Lindelof, is, is it? Lindelof, yeah. Lindelof. I would really love for him to come back and, you know, just be a part of the writing. So it's like, seriously, like I've, I have never seen, and maybe, you know, maybe this is on me not watching, um, great shows all the time, but, um, you know, I've never had a show that, you know, had me go through all types of emotions while still entertained. 
um, while still asking questions, while still wanting more, you know, it, it's like clearly um, the show is full of so much mystery and it, we already know like the story really isn't over. So that's what makes it so enticing, you know? Yeah. I mean, you, are, you already know what I'm, I'm going to say as far as the show that's done that for me, because I've mentioned that show quite a few times during this mm-hmm telling you about it which i say only watch it at your own risk and i'm talking about twin peaks <laughs> or what that and you know it's crazy like um the more i talk about that show it's almost like because okay the wire is still my number one overall favorite show of all time right mm-hmm. but the more i talk about twin peaks i'm almost like i think twin peaks might be taking that number one spot <laughs> just wow yeah it, yeah but as far as Lindelof, I would say because you enjoy watching Watchmen, I would say check out The Leftovers. Right, right. You, you told me about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I would say check that one because that one has, I won't say it, it's not the same, but the way he he does have a formula of taking you on these journeys and experiencing, you know, stuff as you're watching the this show. Um, and everything so that is like that is like one of his you know trademarks in a way mm-hmm. um and everything so yeah like i said if you get a chance because that one it is three seasons and like i said you do get to see regina king for two out of the three seasons but just from beginning to end that show takes you on a on a wild journey too and just have you in that same type of question mode and stuff as well okay but um, but yeah, I mean, we we already talked about like how it ends as far as you know her when they go back to the house and everything, and you know because last episode her smashing the eggs on the floor, but that one egg was inside, you know, the carton that wasn't broken, mm-hmm. and it's like she starts to remember their conversations about transferring you know power and the egg and this that and the other, so she goes out there to the pool, takes her shoes off, she eats the egg you know raw and everything um or whatnot and she starts to put her foot on the water and right before like she really touches it face the place yeah well i was screaming <laughs> like just tell me it's almost, it's almost like a similar ending like what uh inception has with the whole spinning the uh, top and it's yeah. just spinning 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 and before it actually stops it cuts off so you never mm-hmm. know is he in the Which, dream world or in the real world i i, I thought that was very annoying like we just want to know <laughs> well i always had a theory about that actually but wait um, but we, but, with okay with just just asking, do you have any other questions with this series? Because I have one more. Well, I don't. I feel like I've kind of answered, well, asked and had a lot of questions that I even potentially had um, answered through you, really. <laughs> so, okay. so I so so I don't have any more questions. Okay. So, what's your your final? My question? final question. Lube man, agent. <laughs> Oh, Where is he? What happened to him? <laughs> we never saw him again. And I, I was like, what? I thought he was going to at least make an appearance in the last episode, at least. You know, maybe he well, could have saved them. <laughs> you, 
Yeah, because it came and lubed up the place, right? Probably. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you're right. The last time we actually see him was when he found those dead seven cavalry members at um, Looking Glass House. Mm-hmm. That's the last time we see him. Now, there is like a there's a thing online, like a the PD files or something like that. Ah. Like dossier that you can read and it explains what happened to him, but I don't take that as true lore because it didn't happen in the show, so I okay. don't know what happens to him. Alright, well I'm gonna have to take a look at those files. But that was just pretty much it. Like what a seriously, what a great show. I had a great time, um, you know, just talking about the show with you and even, you know, having just a time uh to even check out the show because it's been on um I've been wanting to check it out for a little bit now. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm glad you enjoyed. I'm glad you know we've been able to do these episodes and talk about them in detail. And I, I, I like you know to kind of say what Manhattan says. You know things happen when they're supposed to happen. Aww. So it it was it was meant not to for us not to do this last year when the show was actually mm-hmm. on. It was meant for us to do it now. Yeah. So. So, like I said, I, I've had a great time. I had a blast talking with you about it. So, um, Zena, if there's anything you want to promote or, you know, just any final thoughts about the show, like recommendations or anything? The floor yeah. Yours. Yeah. Well, again, of course, I do recommend the show. Um, I had a great time talking about it again. Seriously, check it out. Um, I recommend, like, if you're someone who's looking for something new to watch, I think that you'll enjoy this, you know. Um, this show has everything. I feel there's mystery, there's action, there's a little bit of horror, there's some sci-fi, some romance. Um, it's really great. Like it made me want to watch the movie, which the movie is like what, two hours, three hours? Uh, depending on which version you watch, is three hours or three and a half hours right so it you know i don't just do that freely so um i can honestly say i i I really enjoyed um you know watching this show and even discussing it uh you guys can find me on youtube you just type in real queen of horror or you can go to my website realqueenofhorror.com and i'm also always on twitter lurking all the time and it's just handle lovely xena though i may change it soon so but we'll see what yeah i know yeah i've had it for so long and i just kind of um was thinking about this uh, a couple of days ago about you know switching it up a little bit you know Hmm. okay all right well maybe i have to pick your brain about why after we're oh yeah 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 sure (laughs) (laughs) um well as far as for me of course you know i'm all over this network so i'm i'm not gonna promote anything or whatnot because I do it on all the shows anyway oh anything but uh thank you all for listening to these episodes and I do believe uh, myself and Zena will be back uh, together on the network to do another show HBO series yeah so you have to wait and find out what exactly that'll be so uh that's pretty much that's all and check you guys next time peace